Hey. Hello. How's it going? Good. How are you? I am trying to find a good spot to hold this freaking phone. <laughs> Your hand? No. <laughs> <laughs> Curse you, woman. <laughs> they said bye. He says toodles. So how have you been? Uh, I am awake and not crying. Um... <laughs> Dude, I say I that at work cr- all the time. I haven't cried now in like for three days. So okay. like, I feel like hey. I'm over the hump. Good. Um, which is good. Uh, but I was telling them earlier, I was like, but because I because I'm bipolar and I was like, but I'm literally mid manic mode right now. My house is super clean. I'm getting bored. I'm really just wanting to create some chaos for the plot right now. Oh, so like, okay. so I'm like, I, I, I need to I need something to do. Otherwise, it, like, we'll see what happens. All bets are <laughs> off right now. Oh, no. So we've got yet like the prime time is what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, I cannot get this thing in a good position. Look at me. Just yeah, just just got just got over uh, just getting over another re- recent breakup. Awesome. Oh. Um, but otherwise, you know, like the more I talk through it with my friends, and the more that I talk through it with myself, I'm like, what the fuck were you thinking? Seriously, what the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> Bingo, oh, bingo. But oh, but she pr- she told me I was pretty and gave me flowers. Man. Yeah, she was a turf and voted for Trump. Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> <yeah>. shit. <laughs> right. Love was right. blind. I didn't, I didn't know she was a turf, too. God, that's trash. <laughs> Come what? on, man. That's not you. <laughs> I know. I know. Like, we, like, I felt so stunted because we couldn't talk about politics and stuff. Wow, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's brutal. Fucking wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, luckily I saw the signs early and I we broke up. So I was like, or I broke up with her. So I was like, okay. Cool. Right. But, you know, right. lesbian, you kept, lesbian you kept drama. Your, <laughs> you, kept your, uh, you kept your average. Your, yeah. Uh, What's the average? What's that mean? Oh, well, I'm the no, dumper. She's I, always I, the dumper. Okay. Um. Although I think I think we were mutual. Yes. Though, so. Yes, we were. Are you gonna go by, or are you gonna go by a stage name? Um. I guess I. I told wife I was like, if you want, I'll go by wife number two. Like, and I told her to <laughs> shut the hell up about that. <laughs> Aww. Um. <laughs> I don't I mean, know. I does... feel like I need, like, I feel like I need a, a name. Um, can it, can I be old fashioned man? Like, is that something <laughs> that I could be? Yeah. But I'm a woman. Okay. We can refer to you as the old fashioned man. Not okay. That's sassy cool. Pants. Oh, I could do that too. What is it? Oh, princess sassy pants. Princess sassy pants. Also, also a possibility. about for you miss what will your stage name be i don't know i'm pretty uh i'm pretty simple so i like and i like continuity so i'm like uh when he's like mr m 
So I'm like, Mrs. M. Am I like Ms. J? Like, oh, Ms. Like J. J. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not define her by who she's with. I know. Like, no, I know. I didn't say shit. <laughs> it was me. It was me. I fucked up. I'm sorry. All right. So old fashioned man and Miss J, right? Is that yes. right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll do. You know what? I changed my mind. Mr. T. Okay. Mr. T and Miss J or just J? I'm just J. Okay. Go on with just J. Okay. I like. Okay. Mr. M, Mr. T, and J. All right. We're good. <laughs> yes. I remember G Rex. What Dirty is your Dirty Skittles? Dirty Skittles. That's why I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> Three, two, one. Welcome back to another episode of Shit That Goes On in Our Heads. Today we have the infamous Mr. M back. And we, we also have Miss. <laughs> Fuck me. All right, you know, Mr. We're going to start over. Take five. Go. Okay, Mr. T and J. Okay, hold the fuck on. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Welcome back to another episode of Shit That Goes On In Our Heads. We have the infamous Mr. M back today. We have Mr. T back. No, not back. Fuck me. Fuck, fuck, fuck me. Bro, 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 just okay. Okay. Take a deep breath. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Mr. T and Shay. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. All right. Ready? Welcome back to another episode of Shit That Goes On in Our Heads. Today we have the infamous Mr. M back. And we also have two additional guests, Mr. T and Jay. Woo! Now I can woo. Now you can woo. How you feeling? <laughs> hey, Mr. M, can you give us an infamous chapter? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> chapter one. Yes. First of all, I have to say, I can already tell our listeners are going to go crazy because your episode probably was the one I got the most like, what the fuck? <laughs> Where's the rest of the story? Really? Okay. And I'm like, yo, relax. We're trying to plan it. We're we're getting there. So I think people are just going to be wildly losing. Yeah, the, I, sequel, the sequel and conclusion. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I got some really nasty texts. They're like, really? what the fuck is this? What do you mean it's a cliffhanger? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Nice. Okay, so we're all back. For those that remember the story, uh, let's give a quick little recap. We talked to Mr. M about his evolution from where he had started in his previous relationship and how he evolved into the beautiful, happy, blended family he has now. And as we're recording this, I have to say, Mr. M, you have two guests that are joining you at your house and you are all together in different rooms, but nonetheless looking gorgeous as ever. So let's introduce uh, Mr. T. Do you want to tell people who you are in that story that we heard of? of Absolutely. Um, so I am female identifying pronoun she, her, uh, Mr. T. I am wife number two from story. Yes. And Jay, tell the people who you are from Mr. M's story. Hi. Uh, so, yes, I am. I am partner. I am current partner. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mr. M. Yes. How are you doing I'm today? All right. I'm good. Are you awake and not? Yeah, crying? I am. I am, in fact. Uh, although the first person that said that today was uh, Mr. T. So, so, so there you go. Right. I guess. I guess I've I've rubbed Mr. off on her as well. <laughs> I literally have been well, saying also... that a lot. I am awake and not crying, and everyone laughs. So I appreciate that, uh, right, Mr. It's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I use it at work now. And, <laughs> and I'm like, I hope I hope this I takes off. You don't. I hope this takes off. I don't take credit for it. I have heard it somewhere on the internet over the years, but I hope it takes off. It's it, you made it. We got a little bit of uh, each of your stories from Mr. M, but I want to kind of open it up and give you guys an opportunity to tell your piece of the puzzle. So let's start with you, Mr. T. What are you comfortable sharing with the world about? you and your evolution from where we heard you and Mr. M's story to where you are now. Okay. So, uh, I'll try and keep it brief, but basically I grew up in a very Christian household. I was taken to conversion therapy at like 12 was in the closet until clearly, you know, Mr. M talked about that in your last episode. I struggled with my sexuality my entire life. And, you know, finally, when I met Mr. M, I did absolutely like he's the best person that I have ever out of cisgendered hetero male persuasion. He's probably the best person that I have ever met of that of that, you know, type. So he really gave me a safe space and he has become my chosen family as as has Jay as has their kids, you know, uh, so I, I am utterly grateful, um, for him being in my life and continuing to be in my life. And, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much my story. I'm basically, I'm sure, you know, probably G-Rex may be able to help me out on this, but I'm basically a baby gay right now because I came out at 35. So I'm making, basically making all the mistakes a, you know, 20 something year old lesbian would, which is really unfortunate because I will be 40 later this month. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing with myself? Like, why am I putting myself in these relationships that are bad for me? Oh yeah. Because I'm like a 20 something year old lesbian and who doesn't know what the fuck she's doing so you can talk anyway. to the 60, you can talk to the 60 year old lesbian and i can like tell you the mistakes not to make believe me like there's a ton oh yeah there there absolutely is i'm sure and i'm you know just uh about three weeks post breakup right now with the most recent person i was seeing and yeah like I, I've come to realize more like, hey, what I'm willing to put up with, what I'm not willing to put up with. And honestly, a lot of who I base my partnerships on and how I want my partnerships to be was a lot of, you know, who is like who is the person who is caring, who is interested in what, you know, I'm doing with my life, who encourages me. And he still does it as a friend, but that's something that I want in a partner too, you know. And while I love and he enjoys his meat suit it's not a meat suit that i like so you know yeah, i need you, to find i need i need to find wait wait <laughs> we gotta interrupt you for a second we need you to say everything you just said but don't say oh, say mr shit. m sorry so basically yo that's awesome i know like, yo back up we need like a like hold up the so like so like so mr mr m you know he is very much the embodiment of who i want as a partner just 
as a woman, let's face it. Like he, he is the full, (laughs) Mr. M is the full embodiment of who is an amazing human being who cares about others, who puts others first, but also realizes that he needs a partner that, you know, can also help out. And, you know, we had a very, in my opinion, we had a, a pretty decent marriage. Like I felt like it was, it was very like, you know, we were a good match for who we were. And I feel like we did help, uh, Mr. M and I did help each other grow a lot, you know, in our relationship because we had just both come out of very toxic relationships when we started, um, dating. So, you know, I I felt like we we were a very safe landing space, I think for each other and helped each other learn and grow and find out who we really are as individuals while we ultimately our romantic relationship didn't last that you know our familial relationship and I actually just funnily talked to um, him yesterday about this or the other day I said hey by the way you know do you mind if I list you as my emergency contact I mean he's all uh, Mr. M has always been an emergency contact but can would you mind being my primary emergency contact and I'll just list you as my brother and he's like yeah so <laughs> I actually thought I was already an emergency contact uh, you are so, you okay. are <laughs> well, you just you secondary. <laughs> okay I was secondary and was that like you ex-spouse were... or something and it was I'm ex-spouse, just, and now okay. you're just brother. Now you're just Fine. brother. See, there you go. <laughs> that works. Um, I have a random question. Uh, G-Rex, how long did it take you to, like, evolve from being a baby in this world to now a well-developed woman? That sounds dirty. <laughs> a well-developed woman. You know what I mean. Okay. You know what I mean. It, 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 it's not dirty at all, but, like, it took a while. Like, I was probably in my late 20s when I kind of figured it all out. But, you know, I I went for my my current wife. We've been together for 28 years. And then I was with somebody for five years prior to that. You know, it might have even been my 30s, right? Like, it's hard. You know, I'm I'm a player. You know, I, I like to, you know, enjoy... Oh, women okay. come well-developed women <laughs> you know i was i was looking for something that i couldn't find right like i wanted somebody that was a little intellectual i liked somebody that wanted to party you know but that was my 30s you know go come here now and i'm a totally different person but like in my 20s and 30s in, even in my like late teens i was still trying to figure shit out it, it, you know it, it's a hard path and I'm going to say it's a little, I think it's a little harder for women now because they don't have the number of bars that we had when we, when I was growing up, you know, it's everything's done through dating apps and things like that. I don't think I am that, that equipped even now to kind of go through that. So I think that um, Mr. T has a little harder, right? Like you can't just go to a bar and be like, Hey girl, you know, it's all done through apps and stuff. And so I I can totally feel for you. Yeah, yeah. apps are apps are mm. scary because you yeah. don't know you you I don't really say. know the the person behind that app, right? Like, fuck, it could be a serial killer for all you know. I mean, I know that they do background checks and shit, but fuck, like, I'd rather just go to a bar and be like, hey, you want to hook up and we'd be good. So you know, 
See, I think that's okay. I think that's part of my problem is I also identify as like demisexual and coming into my like gray being more like gray ace. So I'm not I'm not in I've never really been into like hookup culture necessarily or anything like that. I like I do want to be in like a long-term committed relationship with someone who like you said G-Rex that you kind of want to party with but you also want to have those deep intellectual conversations and to be quite frank women my age it is slim freaking pickings like it is like oh you're okay like (laughs) I'm starting to realize why women at this age in life are single like don't get me wrong I've got my shit too you know but at the same time it's like you know, it's it's a very hard dating pool as it is especially at, at you know this age so yeah i can't i yeah. can't imagine like if something happened to my wife right i don't think i could go back out into the dating world number one i don't want to train anybody new okay because <laughs> it, it, it's it's just hard right like i'm 60 do i really want a 20 year old i don't think so i mean maybe for a few things, but man, that, that's a lot of training, right? No, Mm-mm. no. I mean, so, um, to go back to your story, uh, Mr. T, you had mentioned that what was it when you were 12 that you had to go to conversion, yeah, conversion therapy. Um, conversion yeah. Therapy. So my, you know, my mom caught me looking at, you know, dirty magazines when I was a kid, you know, and then I got the whole, what are you doing? Like, you know, type thing. And, um, took me to a Christian therapist a couple of times and told me the, the horrible pitfalls of being gay and how you'll never have a good life and how God thinks it's wrong. Cause I grew up very Christian evangelical and, you know, I kind of felt safe in the identity of being at the time by because, well, then I can still marry a man. Like I, I dated women, you know, throughout in when I was in, in relationships with men. Um, but it was never, it was honestly, there was also a lot of biphobia and there still is in the lesbian community and lesbophobia, but there's a lot of biphobia where lesbians just would not date by women like at all. And so you kind of get pigeonholed in, well, it's harder to find by women in the aesthetic that I prefer, which, you know, I believe Mr. M explained that it's basically him, but as a butch lesbian, um, which is a hundred percent the case. So, you know, (laughs) the heart ones, he can confirm, (laughs) he can confirm, but we had, we had conversations of like, if only you were a woman, I was like, well, I'm not, and I don't really want to be I meant to go, kind of go down that rabbit hole a little bit in our in our last talk was that during the pandemic a lot of people's eggs cracked right they they found out they were you know either gay or queer or trans right two people that I uh w- they were assigned male at birth I really uh, related to them uh as uh you know being a very similar energy type people and they both came out as trans. And I was uh, a little floored by that. Not so much that they were trans, but like I looked up to them so much and I said, well, what's the difference between myself and these two individuals who are now, you know, identifying and out as women is that 
I actually like photos of myself. I don't actively shy away from how I appear. Um, but that was very true for them. And now they are constantly taking photos, constantly showing off their outfits. Um, it's awesome to see. And so like, but I had that moment as well. Like, well, do I identify, you know, uh, as a, as a different gender? And I, so I, I kind of had to kind of go through these steps of figuring out like, do I like how I look? Do I want to change anything about my body? Uh, and and I came to the conclusion of yeah I like how I look and no I wouldn't change my my body for you know like in that way um, so 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 there you go so it was a pretty prescient question that Mr T had for me uh, you know when when we were going through the end of our uh, romantic relationship and um, it uh, it kind of you know let me open that door wider you know later so. Yeah, I I remember um, listening to the story in the first one that we recorded together, and it's always hard, right? Like, I mean, I obviously don't know what anybody, what either of you have gone through, but I'm always trying to like kind of put myself in that position, and I just remember thinking to myself how you both created a safe space for one another, while it may not have been the same journey. You were both, you felt comfort comfortable and safe enough to just explore who you are. And to to be yourself so t to get back to uh mr t you're telling us you know that that beginning experience where you were in conversion therapy and I i'm curious after the therapy like how are you able to kind of hide that part of yourself um i basically just kind of you know uh let my let my barbie scissor made as many lesbian sims as i could and just kind of dealt with it and just said, well, you know, clearly this is not meant to be. Um, I love my family. I don't want to lose them. You know, I, I will identify as bisexual. That's how I will appear, but I will, you know, when it came to like serious relationships and don't, and I hate to th say this because I love you, Mr. M, but men are generally fairly easy creatures. Let's, let's be honest with one another. They're fairly not going to refute that. <laughs> not going to refute that. <laughs> so, like, so, you know, it's, it can be, it can be easier, but Mr. M was always just, yeah. Like I, you're, you identify as bi or pansexual. Great. And he wasn't, and, and he wasn't weird about it. He wasn't like you would expect most cis het white men to be like, Ooh, tell me all about, tell me about your ex-girlfriends, you know, tell me about the women that you mm. dated. Would you be interested in doing a threesome? And no, it was never like that. It was just, that is your identity. That's who you are, you know? And I fell in love with Mr. M, you know, I absolutely did because yeah. of that's because he's such an amazing person. So has our love evolved over the years? A hundred percent. Absolutely. You know, he is my, he is my, he is my brother now. <laughs> right. Aww. So I, so, so I just ahead. have a question, Mr. M. So like with all the, the stuff that you've been going through and um, with Mr. M and uh, just yourself, like, what do you do for self-care and self-love? Are you taking care of yourself? Are you getting therapy? Like, what are you doing that keeps you grounded? Was that for me? I'm sorry. Oh, Mr. T, sorry. Oh, yeah, that's okay. You said Mr. M, and I was like, ah, okay. So, uh, mm -hmm. 
uh, being mentally healthy in this economy can't afford it right now. Um, so I'm basically, I have done therapy here and there trying to delve into my mommy issues as it were, you know, when I did eventually come out, um, she was still very much practicing evangelical Christian constantly saying, I love you. I don't, I don't like this choice that you're making. Um, but you know, at the same time, I was, if I don't, this isn't a choice, first of all, clearly, Mm -hmm. you know, but would you rather have a dead daughter or would you rather have a gay daughter? Like, tell me which one you'd prefer. So I basically cut her off from my life as well as a lot of my family that did not accept my coming out, um, when I was about five years ago now. And, um, so yeah, but she has subsequently passed away from COVID. Uh, surprise, surprise. So, and I, I use that as a trauma mechanism. But yes, I do. I am on medication. I have t- done therapy. Um, just I'm at a place right now where you know living is living is expensive, and I just can't afford it right now. So, well, could you please share with uh, with everyone what you tell me about what you're up to lately, uh, as far as <laughs> What phase of your life you're in? Because it's amazing, and I love it. What, what the one where I told this afternoon? No, no, no. Uh, if you don't mind, uh, your uh, your angsty teenage poetry uh, period. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah. Um, I you know. I, this is actually the first time that I've done this, but this most recent breakup that I had was very very traumatic to me, and. Um, I've been writing like really shitty poetry and, you know, I have shared a poem with and he actually thankfully shared one with me as well, or with Mr. T. I'm sorry. I shared a poem with Mr. T that I, or Miss Fox. Okay. Pause. Take a breath. (laughs) Take a breath. Reset. Okay. So yes, I am in my shitty poetry era and I shared a poem that I wrote with Mr. M and he shared one. That he wrote, you know, while we were in the thick of it, I believe, you know, and we both yes, were like, it was, yeah, like, you know, we are, we were, you know, experiencing a lot of pain in that moment. And I'm glad that we can come back to that and say, Mr. M can say here, this is what I was feeling when this happened to us, you know, and well, I can't, I can't necessarily, I can apologize for what he went through at the time of me discovering myself. I'm not unhappy with the way things turned out. Just like, just like I'm sure Mr. M is extremely ecstatic about the way things turned out in his life. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, right. I wouldn't go back and, and change a thing, right? Like I would not go back and, and go, well, what if we did it this way? Like there's none of that, right? Our lives ended up where they are. And I, I, you know, and I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. T, that you've gone through a lot of like hard breakups and and, and things like that. Um, and I'm and I'm glad that you're still around. You're still in my life, and you're still a pain in the ass. <laughs> wow! Answering my phone calls at one a.m. <laughs> yeah, one a.m. Pacing a parking lot. Right. I, I, it's right, okay. I will do it's that. Okay. Right. Like, and, right. And I hover, and I hover in the background, and I'm like, "Tell her this. Tell her, she uh, tell her this." 
<laughs> I knew that I knew that uh, Jay would be awake at the time because they they Jay and Mr. M are very much night owls. So you know, it, I was like, I know they'll be awake. They will be. They are going to be my emotional support right mm-hmm. now. And hopefully, I'm not for them too. You know, but they definitely. I consider you know both Mr. M and Jay some you know my closest friends if not my closest friends along with another friend that we have uh together so yeah i love that you i love that so jay that's like the perfect segue into who you are um i i i don't i it's like hard to encapsulate (laughs) but i uh I really empathize with a lot of what has been said about like, oh, I'm coming into my own, except I'm kind of feel like I'm going backwards. Like, I feel like I was fully realized at like 18, 19, 20. And then I, I, you know, okay, we have to accept I permitted myself to get away from that. And now I'm back to like who that uh, person is. And now I have all of this, you know, extra bonus family. I have two kids um, and I have Mr. M and I have Mr. T and I have like a bunch of other people. So I kind of feel like, and it, and to me, that is like the full realization of my dream at like 19 of like living on a hippie commune with all of my friends nearby and just like sharing resources and sharing ideas and like my kids adore Mr. T um especially like all the colored hair that's always (laughs) like a big treat um and so it uh, I feel like I am coming, uh, back to who I, I was, and that person was like fiercely and is fiercely independent, uh, like fiercely, um, like of my own mind, making my own decisions and creative and didn't want to do anything the way that things were uh, said I, they should be done. I'm a mom. Uh, and also I don't want anything to do with the, like the way life is supposed to be. Yeah. Have you guys ever, I'm like, I'm sitting here listening to all of your stories and I'm like, yo, how lucky to have found each other. Right. Like you're all, you all work so well together. And I just like, I'm, I'm a little jealous to be quite (laughs) honest. Like I'm like, like bizzle bud (laughs) just kidding that's my best friend (laughs) but like seriously right like you all are helping each other and getting something from each other as well so it's just it's such a beautiful like dynamic to see for sure so talking about apps like i was in a 17 year relationship and so when that ended the the world of dating had changed right like uh you know my kid's dad and I met in high school in like 10th grade and so um when like I came out of that uh the world was was very different I had never used uh an app like for dating I um and I was kind of overwhelmed and like I so and it was like pretty nervous making so to speak so I totally get when they're like oh 
apps are terrible, right? I didn't know uh, what I was getting myself into. And the fact is that Mr. M and I met through an app. How long um, after your relationship, what was the time span from then to Mr. M? I would like, um, I would say there was like, like from the like official of separating households to meeting Mr. M was like five months, four months, five months. Um, but we have been in a process for basically like two and a half years leading up to that of like really deciding where mm. our future was going to go and what we were, you know, were we going to stay together? So um, I would say it had been, you know, altogether it was like almost three, three years or so since like the end of the relationship to when I was like, yes, I'm going to try this, this app thing and see what happens. Yeah. How, um, I guess, how did Mr. M introduce you to his life? <laughs> Why are you giggling? Mr. M? <laughs> Why is everybody giggling? Okay. What have I touched okay. on? Okay. I think one of the, fir- one of the first things I said to Jay was, uh, so I uh, am married. We're trying this open relationship thing, but we're not romantic because she's a lesbian. Um, I'm about to have like like uh, five cats and a dog in my house. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and Jay, you were like perfect. like yes and also like was and not only like we're open relationship but i'm polyamorous i'm going to polyamory meetings um and here i am uh out of a 17 year long uh straight relation you know let's say straight facing relationship uh Mm with no experience in the dating world and um and yeah my answer was okay (laughs) right (laughs) which which i think you know many people are like what uh but here's here's my take like what i heard in all okay all of those there's lots of words in there that could be real intimidating but here's what i heard i care enough about people to put aside a scary my own feelings about what could be a scary situation which could be a sad situation i care enough about people to try to hear them through a difficult time and who would not want that like who would not think that that was like an awesomely attractive quality like that was like yeah i want that but also because like for me, like my whole life was um, hearing a lot of, well, you, sh- you should do this. You should be like this. Why can't you just do, you know, this thing? Why can't you, why can't you be more affectionate? Why can't you say, I love you more? Why can't you just be organized? Why can't you just be on time? You should do all of these things. Why? It was... It, and and that was you know early teens all through my early adulthood 
Um, and I did not want any of that. And so uh, to have a person that could say, whatever you got, okay. I, I was like, yeah, I was really on board for that at that time. Wow. That's cool. I like that. That's what you heard through all of that. Um, I, I'm curious because it sounds like it works so well together. Was there ever any growing pains just figuring out what the dynamic would be? So yes, I can, I can speak to that uniquely uh, because I would get a bunch of like, I would still have like feelings of anxiety or guilt around Mr. T and like what her emotional needs were, especially at the very beginning of my relationship with Jay. So there were a lot, I was feeling a lot of anxiety, a lot of guilt about not being around uh, or, you know, or spending time with Jay and rather than with, with Mr. T and whatever she had going on at that minute, um, which was a lot always. Uh, <laughs> um, and, uh, and then, but there was also the, the pull of like, you know, like why from, from both, both sides, why does this other person get to pull so much of your attention? Right. Or so much of your focus. Um, and so, like, that was hard to get through a little bit of that. Um, luckily, uh, Mr. T had a partner at that time. Uh, so that kind of softened that a little bit. And I, I didn't always feel like super guilty about it. But like, I did. I still did. Um, but, you know, eventually everyone got to know each other and um, we got more comfortable with with that dynamic. And it just kind of mellowed out as soon as as soon as it was I, I don't think it was ever any like like romantic jealousy from jay i don't believe that in the slightest oh no um no no, no. but it was definitely like uh an attention uh I, again i don't want to call it jealousy but like needing more of me to be present in that moment rather than worrying about what was ever going on with mr t um and that you know because you know we would there were times where um, Jay would have her kids and I wouldn't see them. I, I didn't meet the kids for nine months. So there we, we'd have a week on where it was myself and Jay. And then there'd be a week off where it was Jay and her kids. And then I would go do whatever. Uh, and that was usually like the time where I would then be able to focus on other things, other relationships. So like that really helped that kind of work itself out, like getting like kind of used to that rhythm as well. It's like, oh, it's a it's a kid week, so Matt's gonna be around and deal and and, and do this thing. It's a oh, it's a not kid week, so Matt's gonna be absent. Uh, yeah. Excuse me, uh, Mr. M is gonna be absent. Uh, so it, that that really did help, kind of smooth things out in the long run. And that and that's just that, like I came into it with my own uh, structure. Let's say uh, I'm a very um, structured person, um, and when I when we started seeing each other or, and anybody that I was talking to on the apps, I knew that, and that was, ex I knew exactly like what I'm willing to share my time, but these are the days that I'm willing to share the rest of the time. I will be off limits. So if that is, and not like, I'm not even, if I'm with my kids, I'm focused on my kids. Like I will not answer texts randomly. Most likely I will be out of contact. And so you have to be okay with that. Um, and I, I was pretty upfront, just like Mr. M was upfront about what his situation, was. I was upfront about what I had to give and what 
I didn't have to give. I wasn't necessarily looking for a long-term relationship, but I had done my own. I had done many years of therapy and I was ready to, uh, I had, I had come to conclusions about what, who I was on my own and the stuff that made me work, but it, you have to take the next step and start learning about how you interact with other people. Right. And like what, and what happens when you start interacting with people, cause we don't exist in vacuums. And so I was very clear, like, this is what, this is what I have. Uh, you, you can text me at all hours, but I won't be responding. If that's a problem for you, then uh, we're not going to work. Um, and so that was definitely, I think, made um, some anxiety for Mr. M because he was used to different types of relationships. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, that that were that were very emotionally immediately responsive, and um, I, you know, I tried to be clear. Like that doesn't mean that I I don't want to see you, and it doesn't mean that I'm not interested. But this is this is my reality, and so you're if you like our time together then and i'm willing to talk about it like what's going on for you when you have feelings but if that gives you anxiety then maybe take a look at why that is giving you um anxiety um and so that's just that is who right right that's in it that's an immediate juxtaposition to Mr. T's style of communication, right? Like, <laughs> literally, tell she us, will, like, tell us, Mr. T. She will text me, uh, like, back back when we were uh, back still, then. Uh, a couple, uh, you know, a couple, couple. Uh, she would uh, she would text me and then like think immediately, "Oh my God, he's dead. He hasn't responded in thirty seconds." <laughs> uh, let's face it it wasn't 30 seconds mr m but okay fine. i know Probably that two five two to five minutes okay i know that i am anxiously attached it's something that i have been trying to work on um myself and i have been actually getting better at it uh thank you very much no um, I, right exactly no you've done a lot of uh a lot i've done of, a lot of work, work on yeah. that so yeah. like i really have like if it's Getting to, and I am generally only like that with my partners, but if it's getting to like, hey, it's been four hours, like, you know, like WTF, my dude. Well, also add on to the top of the fact uh, that I'm type one diabetic who is prone to not doing exactly what he needs to do to correct blood sugars one way or the other. And I could be either uh, comatose from low uh, blood sugar or... Uh, be like in tox- some sort of sugar toxic shock from from high blood sugar. So right, it's just right. Uh, one or the other. Right? I, I, I could have been dead. It's true. Yeah, the health I, crisis I like- wasn't too far off. Got I it. feel like dirty. Sk- I feel like dirty skittles. Uh, maybe like ten years ago or so, saw you have an episode at work. Perhaps I don't Probably. know if you remember that dirty skittles, but like. Yeah, where a friend of ours, I think, ended up calling me, and I was at work at the time. Yeah, and they're like, it, something's it was, wrong uh, with, <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> something's right. wrong it with Mister T. Yeah, that's what it right. was. Yep, right, it's true. Yep the uh, the uh, the old silver fox. <laughs> silver fox. Oh, silver he would, fox. He, he would be so. Fox. He'd be so mad. He'd be so mad. <laughs> yeah, the name <laughs> fits. <laughs> 
<laughs> so uh, as a listener, I think it's very interesting that the three of you were going through almost self-discovery at the same time, just in different ways. So going back to Mr. T, um, you're in this healthy relationship with Mr. M, but you are still at your core somebody different. So can you talk oh, to us about maybe what it took to give you that courage to say, okay, I can't, I can't deny who I am anymore. So I think, I think I can hearken back and I, and I think Mr. M did say this, but I was definitely the side chick to someone else who ugh, looking back again, ter- a baby lesbian, right. terrible decisions were made, you know, <laughs> You're but learning then to I started crawl. talking to, I was learning to crawl <laughs> before you learn to walk. Um, I started talking to someone new and we hadn't met, we'd talked for a couple of weeks and, you know, something happened where they're like, okay, well, I don't really see this going anywhere. And I was absolutely devastated. Like I was devastated over someone that I had never met over someone that I felt like I had, you know, I was really into, I felt like we had created this emotional connection because lesbians after two weeks, um and that's the complete uh, sentence. After the second date. <laughs> after the second actually, date. No, it's not the second date. That's when the U-Haul is usually uh, That's true. That's that's what the U-Haul coupon expires after we the second didn't date, even, right? So we didn't even go on a date. Like we didn't even go on a date and I had like a really big self-reflective moment and I was saying to myself like why am I so incredibly devastated over this person that I have never even met, but felt such a strong connection to on so many different levels that wasn't physical. It was just emotional. Like, so to me, you know, that's where I was like, wow, I really, I love, I love my husband, but I believe he touched on this or Mr. M touched on this briefly. It was our relationship was never uh, super intimacy focused, as it were, mm-hmm. you know, which granted, I am not a super intimately focused person right now, but I actually feel en- much more enjoyment in the intimacy that I have now, mm-hmm. you know, with with people that I'm dating or with partners. Um, so I don't know where I was going with that, but, you know, that's where that's why I eventually came out well, to mr m yeah that was the moment you were like uh we need to talk we uh, uh three days three days before your birthday oh uh, right we need it was talk. it was it was four days give yourself some four credit. days um but uh, <laughs> to my credit the chewies that i got for your birthday that year was amazing it was, was very good was amazing <laughs> i don't know if you were there dirty skittles i, I think, think you might have been there that? dirty skittles was this maybe. during single dirty skittles it, days because i remember no st- it was oh, okay. it, it was not no no <laughs> i think you i think you and bizzle had were in georgia the first time or mm. were like in that process oh, it may okay. have just been bizzle I, I don't believe i don't believe dirty skittles ever went to our house in winter park so I don't remember what house I went to that y'all huh. lived in. It was like a townhome. Yeah, so it wasn't that, that helps. One. Okay. Oh nope. yeah, I mean, it does. oh yeah. It does. I never got to see the other house. You're right. You're right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh. sorry to end on a cliffhanger. Don't worry though. We'll be back next week with part two. It's okay to be not okay. Just make sure you're talking to someone.